Hey guys, welcome to episode number one of the Mario Dottillo show. Uh, in this episode, I'm going to be going through a review of kind of what the show is about. I'm going to talk to you about a cool promotional thing that we're doing to just launch the show and also, you know, why I did this podcast as well as kind of my story and who I am along with, we're going to talk also about why scaling commercial real estate and businesses is so important. Now, I, I, I got to tell you, I am really thrilled to have this show finally launching. We've been preparing for it for several months now, been doing a lot of interviews and kind of preparing things. As you can imagine, any project like this takes a lot of prep work and a lot of people that have helped out. So I'm super thankful for that. What I want to do today is just give you kind of an overview. Like, what is this series going to be about? What's this podcast going to be about? What are you going to get out of it? And um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about how you can benefit too. So um, let's first start out with the giveaway promotional thing. See, I'm just going to be really transparent with you. Like I always am on this show. Uh, I want to get ranked and uh, on Apple Podcasts. So um, I'm going to push you guys and beg you guys uh, and plead with you guys, get down on my knees and just beg you to help me out here. Um, what I do want to ask you for is if you could give me a good review. Um, there's we're, What we're going to do is we're going to give away either a 30-minute consultation, a site visit with me at one of our uh, assets that we own or are buying, or uh, an introdu introduction to a guest that I have on the show. So we'll do kind of a raffle. We'll pick some people at random uh, who helped me with this. There's really three things that I need you to do in order to qualify for this. Number one, um, need you to subscribe to the if you're if you're watch, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, subscribe and write a review for me. Um, it and and take a screenshot of that. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube. So many of you already know that I've got a YouTube show. Uh, it's just Mario Dottillo. I am now creating a separate podcast uh, channel on YouTube called The Mario Dottillo Show, where you're going to be able to see all the video versions of what you're hearing on Apple Podcasts. So um, you can go there, subscribe, click like and comment on this show or one of my first shows. And again, take a screenshot. Just the third step is email that screenshot to mariodatillox at gmail.com. Again, that's mariodatillox at gmail.com, and you will be entered into the drawing. And I promise you, I will make sure that the winners get uh, a ton of value out of the giveaways. And I just want this to be fun, but I also want to get you know, ranked on the new and noteworthy list. And that way more and more people can find out about the show. We can impact more lives, help people scale their businesses or investments quicker. So uh, appreciate everybody who uh, helps me out with that. That's going to be super valuable to me and to other people. So let's talk a little bit about why I did this podcast. I've been investing in real estate for quite some time. I have a YouTube channel. I'm fairly active on social media. And you know, I've never really wanted to do a podcast, to be honest. I the reason why I I didn't is I just felt felt like I didn't have the capacity, I didn't have the time, the availability to do that. And it seemed like there were a lot of other podcasts out there. And I was like, well, what can I really do that somebody else isn't doing? What can I talk about that other people aren't already saying? And so, you know, a few years go by. Obviously, podcasts aren't new, but uh 
I, what I realized is that, you know, with my YouTube channel, it's very focused on mobile home park investing. And most of my content that I put out is mostly around mobile home park investing. But I've got this, this fairly broad network of people um, that own businesses, own different property types outside of mobile home parks that are really impressive, that just super interesting people, um, ultra successful, have very interesting stories and have a lot to give. And so what I found is that, you know, I, I was, I was limited in what I was putting out there and, and, and giving to people. And so, you know, all these people in the pot and in my um, masterminds that I'm in and these groups that I'm, that I'm with, you know, I wanted to be able to tap into those people and bring them to the table and introduce them to you. Let you learn from them. Like I've been learning from them over the years. I mean, I think we, we all know that the people that you surround yourself with are who you become. Right. And so I feel like a lot of what I've become in business and entrepreneurship and real estate investing and things like that, and even as a person, are really due to the people that I surround myself with. And so I, I really want to bring these people to the table and let you learn from them like I've learned from them. You might say, well, yeah, but I'm just interested in investing in mobile home parks or just commercial real estate, or I'm just an entrepreneur. I don't want to be involved in real estate. What I've found is the the longer that I've been in my craft or in my trade, the more I start looking at other industries, other property types, other ventures to learn from and then bring that into my businesses and my and my investments. And that has helped me to expand my understanding of things and also improve what I do so much better because I'm not limited to just what I'm learning in the mobile home park investing space or in you know these different businesses that I own. So it's it's really important to broaden your horizon, learn from people who are you know successful in other areas, and then look at how you can bring what you learn from them into what you do, and it'll take you to a whole nother level. And that's why I'm doing this podcast. I feel like I can add a ton of value by giving you introductions and 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 tons of content learning opportunities from some from the smartest people I know. Period. So that's what this whole podcast is going to be out be about. I've already started doing the interviews, so I'm well in advance here. And I can tell you that the interviews and the shows that I've already recorded are phenomenal. Every time I get done, I put take off my headset, I walk out of the studio, and I go and tell my wife, "Man, that was such a good, good episode." And so it's um, uh, it's really been helping me and changing me, and I'm I'm learning a lot from it too because this gives me the opportunity to really sit down without distractions and pick the brain of these people that I know and that I've met that are just rock stars. So um, I know you're going to get a ton out of it. So stick around, make sure you watch all the episodes. And again, I really appreciate your interaction. Um, you can go to mariodatillo.net and you can actually interact with me there and see all of my companies and everything I've got going on. Um, but most importantly, um, take a lot of notes and have fun with this. And I appreciate any shares and you know anything you can do to put it out there and make sure other people get this valuable information. So let's talk a little bit about who I am, my story. Many of you already know me, and that's why you're watching this or listening to this, because you've heard about this show coming out for months now on my other platforms. But if you don't know me, um, you know, I'm I'm relatively young. I'm in my late 30s. Um, been an entrepreneur since I was 18 years old. I have never had a job past the age of 18. Uh, didn't go to college and just 
really been focused on on entrepreneurship and starting businesses and investing and things like that. And I'm I'm married. I have a beautiful, awesome wife that is very supportive and helps me in many areas of my businesses. Yeah, her name is Star. And um, so yeah, other than that, you know, my my business life started out really in high school. I was let me jump actually back before that. You know, my dad was in construction his whole life and he was in different facets of it. So he was uh started out pounding nails straight out of college and then he eventually became uh he sold construction material then he became a custom home builder and did all these different things in con- in the construction world and it was never really interesting to me <laughs> you know I, I i didn't really care for you know the job sites he'd bring me out on them i'd play around and you know bang nails and do all this stuff but it was never something that i wanted to get into and that's what i thought real estate was i always thought of real estate as construction so growing up, I kind of avoided that. And I thought I wanted to go into technology. Eventually, I was into computers and and uh, learned programming at a very early age. You know, this is going back into the, to the 90s and everything where, you know, that's old school technology now. But that's what I was interested in. And in high school, I took uh, some Votech classes where I was learning Cisco networking and all this stuff because that's what I thought I wanted to go into. I wanted to go into security, cybersecurity, and all that. And what I realized is that I was very bored <laughs> in those classes, and I actually pretty much faded out of it. Didn't do very well in the in the last semester, and and just didn't care about it anymore. So I learned quickly that technology, at least the network side wasn't something I was super interested in. And so I joined the Marines, or I, I should say I joined the delayed entry program for the Marines. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I had no structure. I knew I didn't want to go to college because I sucked pretty bad in school, barely graduated high school. And so I really needed some structure and my parents weren't going to let me get away with, you know, doing nothing and sitting on their couch. And I wasn't lazy. So I, so like I said, I, joined the delayed entry program for the Marines where I was going to, I had like six, eight months to where I could, you know, basically prepare. And then I would enlist, um, in September, I believe it was September. Um, geez, what was it? Beginning of September of, um, 2002, I would have enlisted and went off to the Marines at the same time, literally the same week. So I'm just turned 18 and I, um, I, a buddy of mine comes to me and he says, Hey, you know, do you want to make some money? Well, at that point in my life, I was, I was in hustle mode. I wanted to make money. I was creative. And, you know, this buddy of mine and I didn't have the, the most, um, uh, reputable background together. We had done some not so great ventures together and, you know, um, that I won't talk about on the show, but we were, we were kids, we were in high school, you know? And so he comes to me and goes, Hey, you want to, you want to make some money? I said, sure. Let's check this out. And it's kind of, it was kind of mysterious. I didn't really have a clue what he was talking about. He just said, come on, I'll show you. We're going to have a business meeting. I'm like, all right, <laughs> the business meetings I've had with you are not that professional. So when I met up with him, we end up at an office and we basically, what it came down to is he was showing me a network marketing business where it was a, it was a, te- it was a um, telephone, internet, cell phone, uh, long distance company, where it was basically selling Tele- telecom services. And for the first time, I saw a way that I could make serious money in 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 business. 
and without having to have that college education. So I started that business with him and we did really well with it. You know, for um, some time, I uh, ended up being one of the top 100 producers in that company for a short period of time and, you know, did, did very well with it until that company filed bankruptcy. And at the age of what, 20, I had, you know, pretty cool lifestyle. But as soon as they shut off my income, because they filed bankruptcy, I, I was like, oh, crap, what, what do I do now? <laughs> this, is, this is all I know. And as a young kid, I, I didn't really understand that I could pivot and do other things. So it did, it did wake me up quite a bit to understand that I need to be in control. Even if I have own a business, I don't want to have one client or one contract that determines my success or failure. So I learned a lot from that. And I, I feel like people who fail um, are actually positioned better to succeed long-term. And so I'm just very thankful that that happened for me, that I was able to fail very early, very young, um, go through a lot of financial stress and learn how to be more financially conservative um, very early on in life because it, it changed the way I thought about a lot of things after that. And so um, we st- I, I started a company with one of, our, one of my partners uh, shortly after that, it was a real estate company and a mortgage company. And it started out as a mortgage company. This is, you know, 2000, I want to say 2006, started a mortgage company with them and did well. And so we decided that we wanted to start a real estate brokerage just to supplement the mortgage company because everybody would come to us and say, where can we get, you know, uh, where can we find a good real estate agent? So we decided to start the real estate brokerage and I felt like I was well qualified to run that real estate brokerage because I'd read a bunch of real estate investing books and I had bought my first home and you know what else? I, I had no real estate license, but I felt like I could run that company very well. And it was more interesting to me than the debt side, than the financing side. And so I did. I hurried up, got my real estate license, partnered with a we partnered with a, an existing real estate broker to where we could scale it quickly and uh, built a built a small real estate brokerage in the Twin Cities in, in Minnesota, um, around St. Paul, Minneapolis area, and did well with that. And by about 2008, the market had tanked and we were helping investors buy short sales and you know distressed real estate. And I loved it. You know, I was had more a lot more fun with that than I did showing homes to um, consumer buyers, people who wanted to live in them, owner occupants. And so what I did is after a while, I'd helped all these investors buy and sell these homes that they were rehabbing. And I went to my dad and I said, look, I'm helping these investors buy and sell, acquire and dispose of these assets. And they're making great money. You've got the construction background. Why don't we team up? Why don't you handle the construction aspect? I'll handle acquisitions and dispositions and we'll make a business out of this and we'll take advantage of this this market. And we did. And then shortly after that, just due to other things, we shut down the real estate and the mortgage company. And I went and focused with my dad on the single family side. We were buying, rehabbing, and selling homes in the Twin Cities. Later, I had an opportunity where we could go and buy a portfolio of single family homes in Southwest Florida. I had a longtime friend that I grew up with that was doing a similar thing in Florida. And he said, hey, look, we can buy these 21 homes out of bankruptcy from this builder why don't you come down and take a look at it? I want you to partner with us. And so I did. I, I mean, I'd been down there before to visit them, but I'd never really focused on the real estate down there. And it really opened up my eyes. I mean, Fort Myers, Lehigh Acres, Cape Coral, this area was just, just devastated. I mean, it was ground zero for foreclosures. 
far worse than I ever saw in Minnesota. And so we ended up doing that deal with him. And then I started, we started investing with him in Southwest Florida a lot more and um, really got excited about it. There was a lot more opportunity here. And so I moved here uh, in 2011 because I just enjoyed the weather. I enjoyed the lifestyle so much better. I had just gotten married and my wife didn't want to live in Texas or in Minnesota. And so we, we ended up moving down here. Call it about 2014-ish, a lot of the distressed assets had been dried up and a lot of the single family homes were kind of going more back to a traditional transaction. So you're you're sitting down with mom and pop at their kitchen table and you know, um, I just didn't want to do that. It wasn't as scalable as it had been in the past. We couldn't buy non-performing loans anymore. And, you know, so we decided that we wanted to go into more of a commercial real estate buy and hold strategy. And so we started looking at apartments, loved it and, uh, struggled to find deals that I, well, at least what I thought were deals at the time. And so, uh, call it about nine months after starting to look at apartments, a buddy of mine comes to me who happens to be a commercial banker says, look, got this opportunity to buy this non-performing loan from this banker friend of mine over at XYZ Bank. I know that you know how to buy non-performing loans. I know you're looking for apartments, but this is kind of like an apartment building and it's in your backyard. And so we looked at it, quickly studied up on mobile home parks and loved the business model and bought it. We ended up buying it and did very well on that transaction. I'm sure in future episodes, I'll get into much deeper detail um, and you can even watch it on my YouTube channel on how that deal went and how we just we sold we ended up selling it for ten times what we bought that for. And it was just an ultra success transaction, which was thankfully my first. Um, after that, we just continued to buy mobile home parks, started buying a little bit of self storage as well, kind of as a secondary property type. And that's what we've scaled into. We own um, a management company that operates the communities. We own a dealership that, um, sources new and used inventory for our communities. Um, I've ended up starting a uh, an education company with two other partners called the MHP Tribe, which is actually a, a an education company and a course that teaches people how to invest in mobile home parks. We've got a mastermind behind that. I mean, and really everything that I've been doing has been focused around manufactured housing industry and mobile home park investing in general. So again, fast forward, now I want to start bringing in people who are in all industries, including mobile home parks, uh, to you, my audience. And I continue to, to scale. And I think what's interesting about this show is it's also allowing me to interview people who are successful in other property types and other businesses, because I want to expand my portfolio. I want to build portfolios of other property types. I want to invest alongside with other successful investors. And I want to start more companies. Like I've already got some other companies that I'm working on with partners that um, I'll eventually tell you guys about on the show and on other platforms as well. So I think we can all grow together. Now, my question or why... My question that I mentioned at the beginning that I would answer is why scaling commercial real estate businesses is really important and why I think this show is going to help you a lot. You know, going back to that single family real estate world where I was buying, rehabbing, and selling, it was really a transactional trading business, right? So really it was trading widgets. So we'd find an asset, we'd fix it up, we'd add value, and then we'd sell it. But if I didn't have another asset to improve and sell... I'm out of business. And it became a job. It was very heavy lift. Um, it was constant grind. And really, 
we got burnt out. So the timing of the market actually worked out pretty well for our the timing of our energy and how we were you know passionate about it um, because that passion started to dry up. And I you know I knew that that wasn't how I was going to get wealthy. There's a there's a friend of mine um, who runs the Real Estate Investment Association here in Southwest Florida, and he came to me and this was you know probably early maybe 2013 ish, and he goes. Mario, how many investors that you know that are really wealthy, like the wealthy investor, wealthiest investors you know, how many of them flip homes? And I said, well, I had to think about it for a second. I'm like, well, none of them. They're all buy and hold. And a lot of them are in the commercial space. And so what I realized is that, number one, wealth is built through investing and not trading. You can, you can buy assets, trade them out, make chunks of cash, and then take that cash and invest it in other things. But those investments are what's really going to get you wealthy and, and build that super high net worth that I wanted. And, and also, the ability to scale that is so much larger than you know, a trading model of any type. And I'm not telling you not to trade. Like the, my version of trading is I own a real estate brokerage as well. And we trade commercial or we broker commercial assets as a way to generate large chunks of cash. Okay. But the real wealth is built in that long term investment where you've got that principal pay down, you've got that appreciation, both forced and organic. You've got the opportunity to um, add value and control the value of the property. We're in single families. You can't control the value. It's only worth what the home next door is worth. Where in the commercial real estate world, it's valued on the cash flow. And so it was just so much more scalable. We could buy assets that were large enough to have on-site employees where we could buy them around the country and not have to have clusters of assets. Like in single family, we really need to have clusters of assets or clusters of homes within certain counties because you got these guys running around rehabbing and there's a lot of project management where if we bought large enough assets, they could number one, have an employee on site all the time. So we had eyes and ears on the ground. And, and also we could, they were large enough projects to where we could hire general contractors or, you know, larger contractors to come and do the, the large CapEx projects. We didn't have to micromanage everything in those projects. And then also we could buy nationally because each asset could be standalone. We didn't have to have these clusters. So I, there's, there's a lot of reasons why scaling commercial real estate makes a lot more sense than investing in single family homes. And I'm going to have some people on the show that have taken the single family home, both rental and flipping models and blown them up. I mean, that have just scaled them to massive levels. So if that's your thing, don't think I'm dogging it. I'm going to bring on some people who have done it at very high levels, including wholesalers, but they're all people that have taken it and turned it into very large and scaled businesses that I think you can learn a ton from and not just a one-off, two-off flipping business. The other thing that I'll tell you is that there's, there's, there's a lot of opportunity in businesses. All right. I feel like businesses give you the, 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 multiples that you are going to have a hard time hitting in commercial real estate, where commercial real estate really gives you a lot of stability. There's a lot more security in it. It's a lot more predictable. And especially if you're buying existing assets that maybe you can add value to, there's a lot less downside risk. Businesses, I feel like you've got a lot more downside risk, especially starting new ones. It's kind of more like new development in, in real estate. But 
you also have this opportunity to generate just crazy multiples where you can start a company for a relatively low investment and sell it for hundreds of times that investment and really create just you know billions of dollars in in starting companies where building a development you have a lot less chance of hitting the billion dollar mark or the high 100s of millions of dollars on a single transaction so there's there's benefits to both and that's why I'm going to have people on this show that have just crushed it in both worlds business and real estate, especially commercial real estate. And I promise you, the show will not be boring. We're not going to be dry. And, you know, maybe you might be thinking that this episode so far is kind of dry, but I promise you, you know, even the episodes that I've already recorded, I mean, I'm sitting back taking notes and having fun with it too. So they're just very casual, laid back conversations, minimal editing. And it's, it's pretty much just being able to be a fly on the wall with some of the highest producers in the world for business and real estate. So from there, guys, I thank you so much for supporting the show. I thank you for um, checking it out and subscribing and 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 uh, following the YouTube channel as well. And uh, I promise you, I'm going to do my best to just entertain the crap out of you and, and uh, give you a great time. So from there, guys, we're going to talk about business, real estate, faith, um, relationships, uh, growth, uh, growth hacking, life hacking, all that stuff, but it'll be in the context of real estate and, um, invest, uh, investing in business. So from there, guys, thanks again. We'll see you on the first, on the first real episode with an interview. Take care. Thanks for listening. I hope you got out of this as much as I did. I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a five-star review so we can reach more people. Jump over to mariodatillo.net and find out what else I got going on. Be sure to connect with me on all the socials and I'll see you on next week's show.